Hey everybody, I hope you're doing well. It's Ryan with the Starseed Sound back for another episode. Uh, tonight, I want to talk to you guys about Starseeds. I know maybe you guys have questions when you're looking at my podcast, like, well, your podcast title is named The Starseed Sound. Why haven't you talked about Starseeds? And so this will be the episode where I go more into depth about starseeds and the different origins and the different types of starseeds that I have encountered and also that I've yet to encounter on Earth and in this three-dimensional experience. Now, I'm going to start off by saying this is more of an esoteric kind of ethereal, um, you know, kind of very spiritual, mystical realm that I'm going to be delving into. So if I'm too quacky or I'm you know, too much of a, you know, whatever, psycho, and you don't want to listen to me, then that's fine. You can go about your day. But for those that do want to know more about Starseeds, this will be a really informative episode. And I hope that you enjoy listening to it because I sure as hell learned a lot about Starseeds that I didn't know just doing the research for this episode. I kind of um, consulted a few different sources for the information that I'm going to be spewing in this episode, as long as just the information that I've gained along my experience and through my experience. So I really hope you guys enjoy this. Um, Like always, you know, like, rate, and tell me what you think about this podcast and this episode. I hope you enjoy it. Thank you so much for clicking and listening. Enjoy. Define Starseed. Uh... A seed that comes from the star? Question mark. Well, a star seed can be anything you want it to be. But I kind of came up with a definition that resonates with me, resonates with myself. It certainly is a seed from a star, but the definition that I came up with for a star seed is a star seed is a being who knows and feels they have originated from a different planet or star system and that they have been sent to earth in this three dimension for a very specific reason for a very specific purpose so what do you guys take from that what does a star seed mean to you what is a star seed and why are they here why are they called something different than the average person or human or being? Well, there are several different types of starseeds and known starseeds, I suppose. Um, I guess all of this stuff is theorized, but I really buy into this starseed business because I am an experiencer of... You know, I experienced different shit. I always knew that I was, um, you know, different or odd. And I would always, you know, think about different things and kind of stray away from the group. I would always go down the the path less traveled in my childhood and in my present. And basically, starseeds have come to Earth to... In, in hopes of accomplishing something or in hopes of achieving an uh, end goal. Y- usually that's with, you know, union and all that and uniting everybody. I think that's 
one of the main goals of the star seeds. And uh, star seeds can originate from, you know, a few different places, right? They can originate from other planets, uh, unknown or known. They can originate from other star systems uh, and constellations, you know, such as, you know, Big Dipper, Leo, all those good ones. But, and they can also originate from stars, right? Obviously, that's pretty much where they all originate from. Um, that's where we all were made out of stars. You know, we're made out of the same carbon as stars. Isn't that crazy to fucking think that the carbon that is, you know, making up your skin, making up your bones, your everything was once a star. And then that star died and reformed and now you're fucking here. And anyway, so some of the different star seeds that I found, I did some research on this and I don't know how credible this evidence is, but I definitely know that there are several different types of star seeds. And um, I'm definitely a believer that uh, star seeds are here to spread th for the higher good. So the types of star seeds, the main star seed origins, I should say, are Vega, Sirius, Pavilla. I want to say it's Villa. P-V-I-L-A. I can't remember how to pronounce that, but Villa, Pleiades, Orion, Maldek, Arcturus, Apollonia, and Andromeda. So these are the main ones. It looks like there's nine of them. Nine main starseed origins. And I'm going to go into the first starseed listed on my list here. I wrote down a bunch of information, guys, so I hope you don't mind that I'm reading this some of this off, but a lot of it I read off and then kind of uh, paraphrased it in my own words and also just wrote some other stuff, and I did, so each, for each starseed group, like the different, you know, origins, like Vega versus Orion or whatever, I'm gonna first start off with a little brief history on, um, like, the, the actual, like, physical, like, place that the star seed originated from. So, for instance, Vega. Vega is a star. And Vega is the fifth brightest star in the sky, and it is in the constellation Lyra, or Lyra, L-Y-R-A. Vega is just 25 light years from Earth and is quite young at about 500 million years old, one-tenth the age of our sun. Vega is surrounded by a disk of gas and dust that may be in the process of forming planets. Visible in the summer sky of the northern hemisphere, Vega sits bright. So, Vega star seeds, they come from, you know, 25 light years away, um, at least in this time period. Obviously, everything's always constantly moving in the universe, but... Uh, so that's what I'm, that's the form I'm going to take, right? So the Vegas star seeds, and then I give you kind of the geographical or whatever interspatial, uh, coordinates, you know, and like where it is in relation to earth and stuff like that. So that's where Vega is. Vega is the fifth brightest star in the constellation Lyra. And, um, also going to give you guys the qualities of a Vega starseed. So the qualities of a person or someone or some being that has come from 
the Vega star and was born on earth to satisfy, you know, a certain mission or a certain desire. So the Vegas, the main Vega star seed qualities uh, that I have actually seen in other Vega star seeds that I know, some of my friends, some of my acquaintances, um, and that um, are kind of documented, the main star seed qualities of Vegas is going to be their self-sufficient, independent, proud, and strong-willed people. They may be artists, designers, inventors, architects, or other occupations in the creative fields. Vegans have a strong need for alone time, freedom from limitations, and privacy. Few from Vega are themselves willing to share personal details with those they do not know until trust is established. To sum up Vega in two words, or three words, I should say, it would be freedom, creative expression. So, so vegans, not to be confused with vegans, you motherfuckers. Nothing against vegans, I was just saying, not to be confused with them. Vegans are, they're... I couldn't, I didn't find too much on their appearance. I, I just literally did qualities and, you know, where they originated from because I don't know, the appearance is so broad and it can vary so much and noted guys, the things I'm saying are not concrete. Just take what resonates with you. Just take what resonates. That's kind of what I did when I was reading up on all this stuff. I just took what resonated and I was like, yeah, that seems right. And so vegans are, they're free, they create, and they express. And I know that these are qualities that we find in a lot of people, but you can really tell if it's a vegan, if they're a vegan starseed, kind of by, you know, how, how they carry themselves and what they do with their time. And are, are they creating a lot? Or are they consuming more? If they're creating a lot and they're always creating, it seems like they might be vegans, you know. They they might be really self-driven, you know, and really uh, kind of like focused. And they can, you know, isolate. Like if you've ever had a friend where you call them up and they're just like, oh, I'm just chilling. No, I don't want to come out. I'm that friend, but <laughs> no, I'm, I'm playing. But anyway, yeah, like they're just kind of chilling and they need a privacy and they really, they're in that creative space and they're, they like to be by themselves and alone. So that's, so the Vegas star uh, is very interesting. Um, As it's 25 light years from Earth, that's not all that far. I mean, things are billions and millions of light years away that we can see. And that's fucking wild. And this is 25 light years, which is still, and, you know, I can't even comprehend how long that would take to get there. But 25 in light years. So let's try to go there, motherfuckers. No, I'm kidding. Okay, so that's a Vega star seed. Uh, the next one on my list is a Sirius star seed. And Sirius is a star. Sirius is the brightest star in the night sky. It is 8.6 light years from Earth. Located in the constellation Canis Major, 
Sirius is derived from the Greek meaning scorching and is known as the dog star. Sirius is double the mass of our sun and is 25 times as luminous as our sun. Canis Major is just southeast of the constellation Orion. And I think that's for the northern hemisphere. Okay. The main qualities that I see from people from Sirius or that are seen from people from Sirius and are common, uh, the Sirius starseeds are focused, determined, and set on the path they walk. When a new, more con conducive path presents itself, one from Sirius becomes totally focused on the new and completely relinquishes the old. Syrians are loyal, trustworthy friends. Syrians must communicate their expectations, needs, and desires to others to avoid misunderstandings, drama, and heartbreak. More focused on the future than the past, Syrians do not enjoy speaking of or delving into their past. The main lessons Syrians are working on um, are releasing the past, forgiving the self and others, and moving on. And Syrians are known for their increased interactivity and a quiet surface, a quiet external being. So the main takeaway I take from Syrians, I I don't I have met some. It's it's very hard, I guess, to to really pinpoint, you know, who's who and you know, like what kind of starseed they are or if they are even a starseed. Not not everybody is, as I suspect but we all have come from stars so pretty much everyone's a fucking star seed these are just like the main origins that i'm the main origins for human star seeds that i'm listing off these different stars and constellations and stuff but anyway so serious star seeds they're they're very trustworthy um they don't enjoy dwelling on the past they don't even enjoy thinking really about the past they are very present moment oriented and driven you know to for what's to come for what growth and uh what giving and you know what life is to come for them so i think their main qualities for me would probably be uh, just you know very very self uh, i don't know self-aware Right, like they're aware what they're here to do, and they're gonna do that thing that they're here to do. You know, they just come to Earth, spread love, or spread light, or spread whatever you want, and they're just, you know, they're not gonna enjoy dwelling on what they did wrong, the mistakes that they made. They they accept them, and then they look forward and they look to the here and now to make corrections. You know, and make sure humanity is. Uh, going into it to the right direction um so yeah that's pretty much what serious star seeds uh, are in a nutshell there but uh, pavilla oh fuck no yeah this star seed so remember when i botched the pavilla star seed at the beginning uh so that actually is pronounced phyla p-v-i-l-a and it's pronounced phyla. And actually, the origins of phyla, the star system or star, whatever the fuck it was, I couldn't find too much information on the actual, uh, you know, spatial 
dimensions of fire. I don't even know. But it said somewhere, I can't remember what source I got this shit from. It said something along the lines of like the Phyla people originated outside of our solar system. So it's not known exactly where the Phyla star system resides, but it is very far away from Earth apparently, and I guess it resides somewhere. So the Phyla star system, if you're a Phyla star seed, you have uh, strong personalities and tremendous abilities. Many Phy- many Phylans want to be the center of attention and often may be referred to as the class clown. Phylans may seem unapproachable and stubborn, but looking beyond their seemingly rough exterior, Phylans are kind and caring at the heart and will go out on a limb for someone they care about. Friends of Phylans say that they are loyal, trustworthy friends who love in any situation or condition, a main lesson many incarnate Phylans have chosen to work out in this earthly existence is to control and monitor their ego and to balance empathy for others with their personal needs. Phylans often have photographic memories, and Phylans are great authors, lecturers, and scientists. There's a strong need for privacy and alone time with Phylans. Pretty much every starseed. I think I have that for like everyone. <laughs> uh, intellectual stimulation is very important for Phylans. So they're kind of the scholars, like, right? The, the intellectuals, the just fucking get shit done in the scientific worlders. And Phylans are uh, very unique in that Yes, they do want to seek attention, but they get shit done and they back up their word and they back up their work that they're doing with results, you know, not just talking. So they may be very good talkers, very persuasive, maybe even manipulative talkers, who knows, but they do have this sense and this tremendous ability of, um, Knowing that, yes, they have an ego and they are smart or they are capable or whatever, but they must set that ego aside sometimes and kind of look to the needs of others and make sure everybody else around them is uh, is healthy and, you know, is healing themselves and kind of contributing, you know, greatness to this world. So that was violence. I really want to know if you guys are into this this whole bullshit, this stuff that's kind of interesting for me, the starseed whole theory and uh, just the concept of starseeds. I want you guys to let me know if you know where this phyla region of the universe is. I don't, or where phyla is located in the universe. I have no idea. Um, I was trying to look on it everywhere online and I, uh, I looked in a book, couldn't find anything, and I was like, all right, because I have a little book with all the constellations, and I thought it was maybe a star or maybe a distant planet or star. I couldn't find anything on it uh, besides the actual starseed people and what the starseeds represent. But the next starseed is actually very, very um, prevalent on Earth right now. And it has a massive fault, or it has a massive presence on Earth right now. These star seeds, the Pleiades star seeds, so the Pleiadians, as they're called, they have a big presence on Earth right now. And 
I'm really not sure why that is. I think it's because we're moving into a very where this is a time of uh, paradigm shifting and paradigms kind of you know going one way and going the other and very shifting from the old and into the new. I think that's kind of the well, that's basically the laws of the universe right there, right? Just constant change. We're always at that, but so. Pleiades is a constellation, obviously. I hope you guys know that shit. Um, and the Pleiades star cluster lies. Oh, no, fuck. Sorry, I lied to you guys. Pleiades is not a constellation, I don't think. It's in, yeah, Pleiades is in the constellation Taurus. I'm sorry, it's in the constellation. So it's a star cluster in the constellation Taurus. And the Pleiades... So, the Pleiades star system named, is named the Seven Sisters, after the daughters of Atlas and Pleione in Greek mythology. It is 440 light years from Earth, from Gaia. If, you, if you've ever seen this thing, it kind of looks like the Little Dipper, almost, uh, the, the Pleiades star system does. So, if you know where the Taurus constellation is, which... I don't know, some of you may or some of you may not. It's right above the bull, or it's it's the location of the bull's shoulder. So I think it's like right above the horns almost, the Pleiades is. And it's very distinguishable because it's pretty much a square and um, some straight and bent lines out for, from three stars. And it's small and it looks like a kite. It looks like a kite in the night sky. And so it's, yeah, it's in the constellation Taurus. Um, Pleiadians, their main uh, attributes are their sensitive, loving, and kind personalities. And I have uh, my best friend, actually, Josh, is he's a Pleiadian, or, or at least he, he claims to be Pleiadian. And I totally see it because he is that, you know, kind of sensitive loving kind and goofy personality and um you know he he just has this peaceful presence about him and that's why i really vibe with him so anyway yeah shout out to josh you know what it is um so pleiadian starseeds desire happiness and peace for all their primary goal in life is to be happy Sacrificing personal needs to please others is the Pleiadian way of, of being. So they definitely give more than they take, right? So they're very giving creatures. Giving is uh, imperative to living a full life for Pleiadians. Um, so this, so much giving um, to others that the Pleiadians do and not as much taking, not nearly as much, it can often lead to... Um, internal resentment, right? Or kind of a bottling up of their own emotions and their own needs because they want to try to please others and they want to try to, you know, they're a people pleaser basically. So even if they don't want to do something, they'll say, oh yeah, I'll do it just because they don't want to let you down or they don't want to hassle somebody. Um, and I don't know, they, uh, they're they often, Ple Pleiadians are often mediators of a situation and um, and the negative energy of 
anger, tension, and arguments around them are easily and unconsciously absorbed. So Pleiadians are like sponges, kind of like us all, but they're especially so energetic sponges where if they're by a negative entity and they're by a negative toxic person, they'll kind of take up some of that energy and they'll really feel it. And they'll really just be like, whoa, what the hell is going on? Like, I feel so much different. It's because that person's energy literally leached into them and they sucked up it, you know, not often just uh, not consciously, you know, subconsciously, they just do this shit. And it can have a lasting effect on it, you know, it can affect their mood, affect it, whatever, because they're so giving, you know, and they, they, they give their energy to people unwilling or unknowingly of what what intentions they have um so like i said this can lead to energetic blockages in their being when they kind of absorb all this negative shit which can in turn manifest a physical illness so maybe if you guys see somebody complaining and oh the next day oh it happens whatever negative thing they were talking about happens to them like oh i wish i, I hope i don't get sick i'm feeling and then boom they're out for like a week or whatever and work um anyway one of the main lessons pleiadians are here on earth to learn is how to allow others to walk and experience their own path without without intervening so without helping or reaching out a helping hand to people pleiadians main goal is kind of just to sit back and let them uh, ride their own course, let them ride their own wave because everybody is here to experience and learn different things in their earthly existence. So Pleiadians are, because they're such givers, they, they tend to help people a lot more than they tend to help themselves. So that, that can be very draining on them. And so they just need to let others be and let them experience whatever they're experiencing, man, in the fullness of life. And uh, Pleiadians communicate freely and openly. And this is how they develop positive self-esteem. But, I mean, with, with Pleiadians, communicating freely doesn't always uh, come very easily because they are um they're givers man so they'll they'll give you their time they'll give you their ears they'll listen more than they'll speak and so communicating freely can be something that they have to work on and uh and especially you know opening up to strangers and developing a positive self-image of themselves is uh, something that everybody can work on but especially Pleiadians because they are so other people centric and they want to make sure everybody is okay and they don't take the time often or sometimes to make sure that they themselves are okay they themselves are happy and fulfilled and successful and what have you so that was for the Pleiadian starseeds guys um, I know I'm like speeding through this shit, so I'm just going to slow down here. I hope you guys are doing well. Uh, on a side note, a very uh, prevalent thing that has been going through my mind lately is change and is uh, listening to my internal dialogue and my inner voice and my intuition and not so much uh, taking 
not so much listening and seeking external validation because I think a lot of people can mean well and mean good, but a lot of the times maybe that can limit you and kind of put you in a box if you just listen to their point of view and don't listen to your intuition. Your intuition is almost always right, y'all. I want to say always right in that bitch because it is your your higher power, your higher self, whatever you want to call it, your intuition, that inner voice that tells you to do something or tells you not to do something or that gives you a bad, really bad feeling, like it gives you a rush of negative energy before something bad is going to happen and you're like, all right, fuck that. I'm not going in that situation. And you made the right decision because it was actually your higher self and you subconsciously just listened to it. And that's what I've been doing a lot lately. Um, kind of really about my job in different areas of my life. You know, there's people telling me what to do and my career path and all this shit, but I'm, you know, I'm kind of listening to my inner dialogue and making plans and scouting some things out. So we'll see where the universe takes me. Anyway, um, I know that uh, you guys are, Maybe, probably, I hope you're not tired of me yet, but uh, I can only go for 30 minutes, so I'm going to stop this recording and then go on another one. The next type of starseed that I'm going to talk to you guys about are Orion starseeds. Now, Orion starseeds are definitely, this one's really close to my heart because I myself am an Orion starseed and I identify as one. So uh, just let me know uh, what you guys might think as far as I know you guys don't know me like on a personal level, but I don't know. I've kind of spilled a lot of shit in my previous episodes of the podcast. So let me know if you guys think I'm an Orion starseed or think you are or anybody else is in your family or whatever. So Orion is a constellation. And Orion represents the mighty hunter. It, Orion is, um, you know, that bright constellation that you can see in the northern hemisphere around uh, winter mostly. I think summer too. I can't remember. But you can see it, you know, for a good six months out of the year in, in the U.S., I think. Uh, fact check me if I'm wrong. I'm probably wrong, but whatever. Because you can see it right now. You can see the constellation Orion. It's very, it's very uh, iconic with the belt and everything like that. So, um, making the hunter's shoulder, the hunter Orion, who they show up in the sky, making the hunter's shoulder and knee are two of the brightest stars in the night sky, Betelgeuse and Rigel. Betelgeuse and Rigel are stars on Orion, and a chain of three fainter stars marks Orion's belt. So these three fainter stars are uh, Mintaka, Alnitak, and Alnilam. I think Alnilam is the leftmost one, right? The leftmost one, and Alnitak is the middle one, and Mintaka is the top one i wanted the rightmost one i want to say that's correct i don't i'm not sure but anyway orion is very distinct and it's a signature uh, constellation and 
Rigel is the brightest star in Orion, and it's 17 times the mass of our sun, and has surface temperatures of up to 19,800 degrees Fahrenheit. That's a fucking lot. And Rigel has a luminosity of 66,000 times that of our sun. Holy fuck. That must be a lighted star system. A lit as fuck. So, anyway, Orion star seeds have very strong personalities, ideals, and beliefs. Orions tend to ask a lot of questions, a lot capitalized. Discovering the deeper meaning of everything in life is what many Orions seek. Seekers of knowledge, Orions are often called. It's very obvious when you talk to an Orion to tell if they're interested in a topic, because they will either be super interested in this topic, or they won't be interested at fucking all, right? So it's like, you can tell right away if you talk to somebody, but if you talk to an Orion about cars and they kind of like, yeah, 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 and then they kind of like go on, they're not really involved in it. They're not intrigued by the conversation and you can really tell right away, but when you ask when you ask them about something they are interested in, like space travel or any of this bullshit, and they light up and they start spewing all this shit about it, and you know, kind of having a really deep intellectual deep diving conversation with you, then you know that you know they're in Orion and that's what they like, so they're talking about what they fucking like, basically, and um, so talk about, I mean. It's, uh, just in my experience, it's crucial for Orion starseeds to understand the reasons behind a situation. So to understand why something happened, or why this person left, or why this person came in, or what you had to learn from this situation, or this experience, or what message is trying to be sent, what signal, what sign is trying to be conveyed uh, you know, because of a certain experience or situ- through a certain experience or situation. Um, these are big things, the reasons, you know. Uh, Orion's learn best alone or in small groups. Definitely me. I always learn best alone in school and in small groups. Eh, kind of, but not really. And uh, great, the, Orion's make great teachers, right? And their biggest challenge is probably to develop higher levels of faith and trust. But um, making great teachers, Orions definitely have a lot to offer the world. And they have a lot to, um, you know, give out. And um, they just have a lot of knowledge and a lot of experience from previous lifetimes. And so they're very good teachers and they're... Uh, generally pretty calm type B personality mostly and they are um, very empathic individuals so basically just from me from my experience experience in life as an Orion I I knew I was an Orion because um, I know this is a very distinct appearance quality of Orions they usually have very bright you know, colorful eyes, kind of almost glowing, you know, literally like a star. And I have like blue, very bright blue eyes. Once you 
get them in the sun, especially not so much in dark, obviously, but they're very blue, like luminescent, you know, almost it, it's crazy. You know, it looks like a fucking big ass planet or star in your, in your eye socket there. But, um, anyway, so yeah, those are Orion star seeds. Um, the next star seed I want to talk about are Maldek star seeds. Now, I know you're probably thinking, what the fuck is Maldek? Where is that? Honestly, it's unknown, really. I found some shit. I don't know how much merit this holds, but I'm just going to, um, you know, spew this at y'all. So, Maldek uh, was a planet. Was the key word there. Apparently, Maldek was a planet, and hundreds of thousands of years ago, Maldek was said to be in our solar system, located between Mars and Jupiter. Maldek developed into a stage which could safely support life as we know it. It's thought that a hydrogen bomb was exploded on the surface of Maldek by its people and by its beings and organisms, thus exploding the planet into oblivion. And it's thought that some of the Maldek is now actually formed by the asteroid belt in between Jupiter and Mars, but who fucking knows? That would be really trippy to think about. Um, so basically, Maldek was Earth-like back in back when, hundreds of thousands, not millions of years ago. And um, Maldek starseeds have a steady, grounded, and balanced personalities. Um they have a strong conviction about their beliefs. They have deep leadership abilities, and they're very intelligent and detail-oriented. Maudeks have several careers or many interests outside their field of study. So, you know, Maudeks could be anything, I suppose. And many times, those from Maudeks know quite a bit about an array of subjects. So they know a lot about a lot of shit, you know. You just ask them, they're very well-versed in everything in life and in the universe, I suppose. <clears throat> um, Maldeks are fairly reserved people who may seem distant to others that they do not know well because um, they're probably in their minds and, uh, you know, thinking about uh, different things and, different. you know, they're very detail-oriented. So they're thinking of maybe how they can do this better, how they can do that better, or what they need to do to tweak this or tweak that in their lives or in you know mechanisms mechanic whatever it fucking is but they're in their minds they might seem distant to y'all uh maudex are generally trustworthy honorable companions to those who have shown they can be trusted so they're they're very honest and very loyal to those that are honest and loyal to them right so you you get what you give. You give what you get. Um, that's basically the Maldek way of being. And uh, their strong loyalty um, and little issue with commitment. Their strong loyalty and little issue with commitment in the Maldek. So they are very committed. They're committed people to a certain purpose or a certain person or whatever, what have you. Um, they have a great affinity for astronomy and the universe. It's often surprising to others that a reserved and quiet individual like a Maldekian can be so deep and interesting. So you might not know it, but you're talking to a Maldekian to that motherfucker who's reserved and who doesn't really um, 
who doesn't seem like he's all there, she's all there, but yo, man, they're experiencing their own shit. They're from Maldek. They're they're playing a blue up for Christ's sake, dude. They're going through some shit. Like they're they're helping you help yourself by learning out um, their mannerisms and how to act with them and to them. <clears throat> um. Anyway, so I got another star seed here for y'all, motherfuckers. I hope this podcast isn't too long. I'm not going to let it pass an hour, but honestly, who cares? If if you guys like this longer form of podcasting that I'm doing, that I'm trying to do, I'm attempting to do, <laughs> I don't know, not many people are listening to this, but for those of you are that are, thank you so much. I appreciate y'all. Anyway, um, the next star seed I'm going to talk about, y'all, is Arcturus. And uh, Arcturus is a star that's located in the Boots constellation. I hope I'm saying that right. It's uh, spelled B-O and then O, and it has like two dots above the second O, T-E-S, the Boots constellation. And Arcturus is the closest red giant star to the Earth. Arcturus is 37 light years from Earth and gets its name from the Greek meaning of bear follower. Uh, Arcturus is similar to the sun, but is more developed along its life cycle, uh, ex- exhausting its hydrogen fuel supply. Arcturus is advancing towards the final stages of its evolution. So it exhausted its hydrogen fuel supply. Well, fuck. I hope our our sun. I hope our sun doesn't do that for what? What they say, like four billion years exhausted, because then you're like on your way out. Once you do that, hydrogen is like building block of the universe basically you know what i'm saying what what's mostly in the universe y'all isn't it like hydrogen and uh helium is it hydrogen and helium is that like what's in the fucking universe i think that's mostly what's in the universe and what stars are made out of but correct me if i'm wrong i don't know a lot about this astronomy shit but uh i think basically almost 90 plus percent of the universe is hydrogen and helium so that's not too good that it's exhausted all of its hydrogen fuel supply, but I'm not judging. So Arcturus is a badass red giant up in the sky. And Arcturus starseeds tend to have a deep inner knowing of the universe. So kind of an intuitive knowing of the place that they are born in. In the third dimension, Arcturian starseeds may appear powerful, able, and mighty. They have a great urge to find and fulfill their purpose. As creators, Arcturians make great writers, artists, or designers. Arcturians may bore easily and seek out new and exciting experience. And being that they are so um, such creators and trying to look for the next new thing and the next cool-ass thing to do, they often sort of uh, they often judge others, maybe who aren't as driven aren't as creatively driven as them to make new shit and help uh, spread new material and new ideas around. And they often may judge some of them and may look down on them, but I don't know if this is such a bad thing because sometimes you kind of do that and then you talk to them like, hey, yo, and then you give them that push, right? Maybe our maybe Arcturian Starseeds give you that push to create that book or, or to write that book or create that piece of artwork. But anyway, Arcturians can be 
I'm a bit pushy in that aspect. Ha <laughs> ha. No, I'm fucking with you. I love you, Arcturians. But um, anyway, uh, Arcturians. This was kind of weird. It caught me off guard. Arcturians tend they attract complete strangers into their lives. Sometimes. Um. Okay, we've all kind of done that, right? We've all attracted complete strangers, but Arcturians especially uh, have a heightened ability just to attract these completely strangers complete strangers, mostly subconsciously, sometimes consciously. And um, I guess they have more casual friends than close friends, which is definitely the opposite for me. I have more close friends than casual friends. But uh, definitely if you see an Arcturian, you know, if you see someone who has more casual, just be like, yo, you might be an Arcturian. And then they look at you like, what the fuck? You're crazy. Y'all probably thinking I'm crazy because this podcast. I really don't give a shit. I actually love it. Um, and I love you if you're watching this podcast or listening to it rather. Thank you so much. Uh, so they have more casual than close friends. Those close friends they do have are analyzed thoroughly and critically by the Arcturians. Um, by them, I should say. (laughs) So the close friends they have, they analyze them and make sure that They are who they say they are. They don't have ulterior motives. They don't have negative, sinister intentions to them or others or their relationships. So Arcturians are very um, personal conscious. They're conscious of whether you're out to do good or you're out to do bad, motherfucker. So um, basically, Arcturians are um, impatient right, with those who say and do not act. So, like I was saying, they're kind of, they're very impatient with people who aren't doers and are, you know, mostly sayers. Uh, And that, that, that's a big quality, you know, we, we all know someone like that, right? And we, we all know someone who is on the other end. We all know someone who says a lot of shit and nothing ever comes into fruition, nothing that they say they ever do. But, you know, whatever, I'm guilty of that. We're all guilty of some form of that, but... Um, Arcturians put those people in check, y'all. Arcturians are very active and do not like to sit still, so they always be doing shit. They're very kinetic learners. And Arcturians have an optimism and enthusiasm uh, to their way of motion, to their way of being. Um, Arcturians require a lot of personal freedom, and they make great storytellers. They make wonderful storytellers. I'm pretty sure my grandma Betty is an Arcturian. She uh, she got diagnosed with dementia like you know uh, three or four years ago now, and it's kind of sad, but she's still with us. And my grandma Betty, she always attracted these really complete strangers, and she told me about this one story of when she was in Russia, and she sat down, you know, like on the train or whatever she, she she was on a subway train or what have you in russia like going across the country i think she was traveling or just sightseeing you know and she had lost her way like she didn't know where she was going because she obviously um didn't read uh like what the fuck ever oh god what what's that shit called um she didn't read whatever the Russian writing is called. I can't remember it now. I just drew a fucking blank. So, um, anyway, so 
she couldn't read that and she got lost and she she looked over and there's this blonde dude or some something she she described him as a blonde glowing being and you know she had never known him right she never met him and he came up and sat by her and he spoke a little english and he helped her get to where she needed to be and she just told me that was an angel um dropped from the heavens dropped from the sky and she always attracted those strangers dude i remember so many times when she would attract people when we were at the mall or doing anything and she would just talk and be real nice to them and they'd be nice and she was a great storyteller so anyways my storytelling abilities are abilities are not as good <laughs> but um that's an arcturus starseed um so for the apollonia starseeds I could not find a lot about these guys, but apparently um, Apollonia is the mysterious twin sister star of the Alcyon star in Pleiades. So it's a twin sister of the Alcyon star in Pleiades, one of the seven sisters in Pleiades, Alcyon. It's twin sister. Um, and I have on... This one source, I don't even know where the fuck I got this. I should have wrote this stuff down. This one source said that Apollonia is a star that is questioned to be located in the Alpha Centauri star system. Um, Alpha Centauri. That's interesting. Uh, okay. So, being that, I don't know, the Apollonia is an unknown of where where they come from. Obviously, they are mysterious beings that have many talents, and they're deeply involved in talking and communication. So um, they might be very good public speakers, um, also very good teachers and very good um, poets and explaining shit. They're good at explaining stuff to people. <laughs> and they like to be, Apollonian starseeds like to be independent and unrestricted. So... They may be labeled as indecisive because of their quest for doing and achieving many things while trying different paths. Be because Apollonian starseeds are so multi-talented, uh, apparently they don't really, um, they don't tend to master one thing before they kind of try another thing. So they're trying multiple things at one time and they're kind of bouncing around and they're doing all this shit. But the important thing is that they're trying different things. So uh, trying different things is a very, very important thing for Apollonians and a very distinguishing thing in their personality. They always like to try different things and uh, test out their talents in all different aspects. Um, there's a deep desire to be self-sufficient and avoid um, the dependence of others. So they're obviously independent, like I said. And... There's a very strong ability to empathize with others in Apollonian starseeds and to use their ability to help others heal and release the emotional pain and fears that they may be bottling up or they may be uh, suffering through. Um, there's a very strong sense of intuition with these Apollonian starseeds and they're very connected spiritually. So they're connected to the spiritual world more than the average Joe. You know, I'm I'm fairly connected to the spiritual realm. I I used to meditate every day and do all that stuff, but I've kind of gotten away from that. Uh, my spiritual practice is 
a lot of uh, mindful exercise. I do some yoga, not as much as I should. I fucking love yoga, but I need to uh, get back on a routine. And no, I get to get back on a routine. I have the opportunity to do that. Anyway, uh, I digress. So Apollonians, uh, basically, just to kind of sum up all this, they're very mysterious. They're talented and uh, they're, they have multi multi-talents uh, they have a shit ton of things that they're good at and they're just well-rounded individuals basically um so for the last but not least in this which did i say apollonia was the last i lied because andromeda is the last um and andromeda i believe uh, i don't honestly know I think Andromeda is like a different galaxy. Isn't Andromeda a galaxy? I don't know. I think Andromeda and us are like on a course to merge or to crash into each other in like a billion years or some shit. Tell me if I'm wrong. I think Andromeda is a galaxy though. Um, but the people from Andromeda, so the Andromeda star seeds, um, they seek freedom and there's an inner thirst and drive that is leading them to search for the feeling of freedom. Andromeda, um, Andromedans or Andromedians, whatever you want to call them, they, they don't really stick to one thing very long. They don't tend to at least. So they uh, change from job to job and homes and relationships very often, uh, m- more often than they might plan to and it's kind of at um they kind of change in all these different facets of their life facets of their life because they just are trying to find what's best for them and they're trying to find their purpose and their path and uh who's right for them and what's not and what is so uh the mature andromedian has realized that um knowledge creates our reality so what we believe is what is birthed, right? Um, we are born um, basically without any preconceived beliefs and shit, and we just grow up and we grow into that, and they really are conscious of their beliefs and what they're believing, and not to believe totally blindly, but also not to um, just be an idiot and you know believe in very stupid, junky kind of things. Um, Andromedans enjoy travel, and they thrive on experiencing many different places. So that kind of goes along with their change of jobs, homes, and relationships and all that. They just want to experience different shit, you know. They don't want to be in one place all their life, so they will often be nomads, you know, Andromedy, Andromedy and nomads, bitches. Um, Andromedy's kind of uh, desire um, going back and visiting their past and their, like their past soul excursions. So their past lives, their past homes, their past relationships, their past jobs. So they they like to reminisce about all that stuff and think about and dream about all that shit. And Andromedians uh, have a very healing and communicative ability that many people lack or many people don't have. And what makes Andromedians so um, so special is that 
they do have that um, capability to make you feel uh, like you're worthy, you know, like you are uh, a fucking very um, important being on this earth. And okay, so I digress, y'all. This is getting way too long for y'all. This is almost another 30 minutes. So I just looked this up though quick. So I was in a complete doofus. Andromeda is a galaxy and it's a spiro galaxy, approximately 2.5 million light years from Earth. I think Andromeda is the closest galaxy to Earth. Motherfuckers, please stand by. Andromeda. Constellation of Andromeda. Oh, it's also a constellation. Oh, it's, yeah, Andromeda is the nearest major galaxy to the Milky Way. I knew that. Okay, cool. I know my stuff, guys, or at least I think I do. But anyways, um, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, those are the nine different types, nine origins that starseeds may come from. And they can come from millions of different places. Those are just some of the common, more common ones that you might see on Earth right now. And I think um, the whole big thing is that there was different star seeds from different origins and different numbers at different times. So that's something to keep in mind, I guess. If you resonate with any of that shit, I know some of it's really broad and you're probably like, oh, you're, this, you're all bullshit, whatever, they're all bullshit. Well, yeah, they might be, but I think there's some merit to it because I really do feel strongly, strong affinity for Orion star seeds and my kind and I also feel... Um, other starseeds and others and qualities and stuff like that that they definitely exude and I can pick up on. So thank you for listening to the Starseed Sound. Again, my name is Ryan and I'm on this spiritual journey with y'all and I hope you're going to come along with me. And again, I appreciate you listening. It means the universe to me. I hope that you guys have a wonderful night, evening, morning, afternoon, whatever you're doing. I hope that you do it amazingly and very lovingly, and, and I hope that you guys keep healing yourselves and others. So thank you. I hope you have an amazing breath. See y'all. Peace.